You're listening to the Walking Wise Podcast by Gradient. Daily wisdom from the Proverbs for every day of October 2020. Here's today's episode. Today's podcast personifies wisdom in a poetic way. Let's read together Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains bounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Have you ever considered what it means that God is omniscient or all-knowing? How about that God knows all truths, including truths about the future? He knows every thought, every fact about the universe, in every possible outcome of every free person's actions. You and I are limited in knowledge. 
Although we are learning at an increasingly rapid pace, we will never be able to fully comprehend the depths of space. We currently can't even comprehend the depths of the seas on our planet. We can only predict weather to relatively short points in the future. We still discover new creatures on our planet. We know so little about other planets. And closer still, we don't know how to cure cancer, can't stop people from dying, and can't read people's minds. All of this, though, is within God's scope. Consider his wisdom in creating our ecosystem. By the way, I'm going to quote a bunch of things from Dr. Norman Geisler for the following facts. 20% of oxygen in the air is just right for human life to exist. The gravitational force is perfect for life to exist, so that it couldn't have been any other way. Our distance from the sun provides the right heat for life. The expansion rate of the universe is just right for life. The thickness of the Earth's crust is the correct amount for life. The tilt of the Earth offers the best condition for life. The speed of light is the proper amount for life. The strong nuclear force holds the atoms together. The distance between the stars is necessary for life. The cosmological constant, in other words, the energy density of space, is minutely right for matter to exist. We have just the right amount of seismic activity that's needed for life. And even the position of Jupiter protects life on Earth. So that's a lot of facts to digest, right? But it's worth reading out all those scientific facts because we can become so desensitized to the wonder and miracle that is the universe. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow once said, if spring came but once in a century instead of once a year or burst forth with the sound of an earthquake and not in silence, what wonder and expectations there would be in all hearts to behold the miraculous change. You see, natural laws themselves are repeated instances of God's sustaining power. As Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 puts it, that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. So, now that we took some time to be in awe of the wisdom of God, Let's take some practical application from today's proverb. Go back to verse 29. It says, When he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. Now, talking about wisdom, remember. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction, and be wise, and do not disdain it. Did you catch that last part? Do not disdain it. You see, we all have moments where we know the truth, but really, we rather be ignorant of it or believe the lies instead so that we can pursue the things that we really want, whether it's the wrong relationship or a compromising career or a sinful lifestyle. And we become so defensive and protective of living apart from any criticism others may have. You kind of just unfollow all the haters and delete them from following you. But consider today that the same truth that comes from God's word that speaks to your lifestyle is derived from the same wisdom that upholds and sustains the universe and everything in it. Our world depends 
on regarding natural laws and science. We can't fly planes without knowing about aerodynamics. We can't program computers without understanding math. We can't develop medicine without understanding biology. We are all subject to the natural laws that God himself has created. Now, are our lives so unimportant that we don't need God's word and his correction? What does it profit a man if he understands all of physics but loses his own soul to foolishness? As the end of the chapter says, verse 34, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me, what's the consequence? He wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Thanks for listening. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, let us know by messaging us on our Instagram, gradient.ya. Hope to catch you tomorrow for our next episode of Walking Wise.